Welcome to Achieving Your Child's Potential podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I am an educator, speaker, mentor, and author. I believe in the importance of helping children reach their potential so they will become well-rounded, intelligent citizens with positive influence and impact in society. Join me to hear from experts who can help give parents access to the best skills, strategies, tools, and resources to help their children be successful and ultimately excel in the world. Hello, everybody. It's Helen Panos, Dynamis Learning Academy, and we are back again today on Achieving Your Child's Potential podcast, and I am joined today with a a different host, and she is uh, Holly Howard. Um, Holly is an advocate for children. Hello, uh, Holly. Say, How are you? Thank you for yeah. having me here. Oh, you're welcome. Um, well, Holly, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Holly. And she has some extensive experience. She spent uh, the last 10 years in the child welfare world, where she has always had an interest in the importance of raising emotionally healthy children. Well, that that's a big, big uh, thing today, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> a very important topic. Um, her passion is prevention, and she has worked the past two years uh, gaining knowledge and earning certifications towards educating parents. And these certifications include coaching, training alliance, redirecting children's behavior, and parenting with insight. Those all sound interesting. And these tools have helped the families that she has worked with to become more confident and to build strong connection in their homes. So, Holly, um, I'm so glad you could join us today. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about your journey? Where did you come from to today in in your company called um, Positive? coaching positive living coaching yeah positive living yeah. coaching that's right yeah. <laughs> i knew i was gonna miss a word <laughs> uh, well so how i got here is really my journey my journey started with feelings of low self-worth as a child that's something that um, has really caused me to understand that it doesn't have to be that way uh, for me i had uncovered a big trauma that i experienced when i was young And throughout the healing journey that I started to go on, I have learned that I had a lot of little traumas that affected me as well. And although I had a very strong foundation during my childhood because I had an amazing mother, she was so kind and non-judgmental and supportive. Mm -hmm. However, the experiences that I had shaped me and weakened my self-acceptance and feelings of self-worth. So thinking about me having that strong foundation with with such a great mom, what about the kids that don't even have that? And, you know, just realizing how much these experiences really do shape us, put me on a path of really trying to understand uh, self-worth in children. Mm-hmm. So these feelings, these experiences, excuse me, they caused me to be painfully shy as a child. As young as kindergarten and the first grade, all the school reports mentioned my shyness. When asked a question in class, my voice was barely audible. I had so much anxiety starting at the age of three because my self-worth had been crushed at the age of three. Mm. 
Yeah. So the problem was though, that not only did I have these struggle, struggles as a child, but they continued into my adult life as well. Mm-hmm. The interesting part to me though, was I was not even aware of how all of those experiences impacted my feelings of self-worth. It was just kind of the life I lived, what I was experiencing, and I had no connection. But when I was 23, I really had a big realization. I was on the phone with a friend, and we weren't talking about me or my issues, which is really good because that had happened in the past where I was in person with somebody or somebody was actually trying to call me out on my subconscious tendencies I experienced, and I resisted it. So the fact that I was on the phone with this friend of mine and he wasn't talking about me was exactly what I needed to kind of make some connections in my world. What he said to me was things happen to people and they get over it. Well, unless it happens when you're a child, then it's harder to get over. His words had washed over me like a ton of bricks. I had to hang up the phone. Mm -hmm. That was the exact moment that I realized that I did have traumas in my past and that they did impact me. Mm. Yeah. So that's when I started to make the connections of just how much our childhood impacts who we are today, the feelings we have about ourselves, that inner critic we have, Mm. and all of these subconscious behaviors that we have, all without being aware of it. Right. Yeah. So I did a lot of work to really understand this and to learn about how self-awareness really makes a difference, how we don't have to let our past and the things that have happened to us in our past dictate our future. Mm -hmm. And even more so, really what to do to not pass on our stuff to continue the generational harm. Right. Yeah. To really help um, provide a path to raise our kiddos to be happy, confident, and resilient children and building their strong self-worth. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Now, do you, remind me, do you have children or? So I don't have children. I don't okay. have children. I, I do have a um, child that's been in my life where, um, you know, you just really make connections on the ins and outs. She'd stay with me for an extended period. Uh, period of time for two nights, um, two full days every week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting um, to see just there was some trauma in her life as well. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, it really even solidified more my message of prevention. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how old is the young lady? Uh, She's 11 now. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of trauma going on in this world, especially today. And, uh, you know, with all the difference uh, with COVID and just a lot of things going on. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's changing. So much is changing. And really, you know, the way that we handle things is going to be so important for the way our kiddos take all of it on. And then add technology to all of that, right? (laughs) That definitely... You know, that can cause trauma in itself. Depends on what your children are reading, correct? Absolutely. <laughs> so video games, yeah. possibly certain kind of video games. Others are fine. Yeah. So. But everything they're exposed to, you're so right. Mm-hmm. Because the little mind is not able to decipher what's 
good or bad, really. Though. Right. So, so let's go into our questions. What is the number one thing that you believe is important for our children? So the number one thing is for them to feel seen, valued, and heard, to feel significant, and to know their self-worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something that, you know, we, we sometimes don't remember. There's something, there's a, a idea called the curse of knowledge. Mm-hmm. The curse of knowledge is we forget what it's like not to know something once we know it. Right. And when we were kids, we struggled with wanting to be seen, valued, and heard. Mm-hmm. We don't remember that now as we're an adult. And it's really important to have that knowledge because it, that's the number one thing. If our kids feel significant, if they know that they have a voice that matters in this world, that's going to be how they grow up, knowing that they have a voice that matters in this world. When we don't do that, and, and really the not doing it isn't from, there's nothing intentional that we're doing. It's just life gets in the way. The busyness of life gets in the way. The emotions, the frustrations, the cooking dinner, the bedtime routine, everything gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, so much. So to really help them to know that, and there is a simple solution to provide there's uh, one of my techniques that I learned is called gems and they're genuine encounter moments. Mm-hmm. And this just takes a few minutes every day. And it's really to give them that full attention, you know, not to be cooking, well, cooking dinner. Sometimes that can be a, a good thing to do together, but not to be focused uh-huh. on something else when they're here showing you something that they're super excited about, but to actually stop, take a moment get down at their level, meet their level of excitement, and just fill up that tank they have of being with them. And that just takes a few moments to do. You do that every day, it's going to make a difference for our kiddos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, because I know everybody's busy, right? And the schedule is definitely taking over. Um, (laughs) And if you have multiple children, that's even more complicated. You're trying to balance, I call it balancing a work life. (laughs) Yes, Uh, absolutely. And it's important to just find the simple shifts that allow us to do it. And it's the, you know, the time concept is interesting because a lot of our time is filled up with frustration over things Mm. where if we can just shift it a little bit, we can actually find the times in those days and then we are happier in the long run. And then later on when we all are like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe my child is X age and they're moving out of the house or whatever it is. We don't feel like it was just wasted lost in that schedule. Right. You're right about uh, a lot of our time is wasted with frustrations. I, I had that little episode yesterday where my husband says to me, and how much time did you just spend thinking about that just now? And I'm like, oh, gosh, I guess it's been, you know, 45 minutes. I said I missed doing a Facebook Live because of it. And it was a situation yeah. that had occurred that I needed to take care of. And I'm like, wow, I need to, you know, I, as an adult, I was like, mm-hmm. you, you get dwelled into it. And I'm sure children, you know, they have a harder time because they don't understand. They're getting pulled into that little, you know. Exactly. revolving uh, frustration of, oh, now a whole hour goes by. And, and teens, too. I know I just mm-hmm. can remember when I was younger, you know, if you got upset about something somebody did to you, a, a, maybe a, a girlfriend or whatever, 
you sit there and you'd mope about it probably for a while. <laughs> maybe even maybe even days. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love that your husband asked you that question because that gives you the self-awareness. Usually mm-hmm. we're just in it, we're in that loop and we're not right. even aware. But once we start making those connections, maybe the next time it happens, we can let it roll off our shoulders a little bit better than right. we, we did before. Right. I love the way men can just do that so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> And I think because women are more emotional and, and audience yeah. parents that are listening, it, it, I think it tends to happen more with girls or people yeah. who are maybe more sensitive. Maybe you could say that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say. So what is uh, a common issue that you see with families in the work that you do? So one of the common issues that I see is, um, Differences in family members' personality styles and nurturing styles and how that can cause disconnect in a home. We are all different. We all have our unique personalities, temperaments, the the way that we communicate. Mm -hmm. And um, have you ever heard the, I'm sure you've heard this, but the theory, you know, oh, well, I had a really easy child. And then all of a sudden I had a (laughs) second one was difficult. Yep. Yeah. I am a true believer that it's not the first one was easy and the second one was difficult. The first one matched your personality style more. The second was opposite. Right. And so, yeah. So it's a matter of really learning those temperaments, learning the different things that are um, going to help you to know your child Mm -hmm. and to to make a difference. So I'm a slow to warm up person, slow to move person. I, you know, tell me we got to leave in five minutes and I'm going to probably freak out because I have so much more to figure out before I can get (laughs) out the door in five minutes. And this can cause a conflict for the people that are the direct and decisive and like, oh, it's time to go. So oh, that would be my husband. Yeah, <laughs> he would hate me. No, I'm kidding. Um, but it would be having to really work together on identifying, you know, when I need to speed up, when the other person needs to slow down, and how to really work together with that with that difference. And, and maybe give people an advance notice. Like, for instance, he called me from work yesterday and says, okay, you want to come pick me up? And I'm like, because I told him earlier in the day. Because yeah. I know how he's like, okay, if I call you, I mean, I expect you to be there in like 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> um, that's his personality. And um, and mine is more, okay, I got to finish wrapping up what I'm doing. So give me yeah. a few minutes, you know. Okay. So everybody's a little different, right? And yeah. I said to them in the morning, you know, and this is, I say this because parents, you, I agree with Holly, you need to really figure your children out because one might be one way and another's the other way, right? Yeah. So if you have an ADHD child, maybe perhaps they tend to take longer to get, some of them may have an inhibition to get started, right? To get moving. So they might take longer. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about my, a relative of mine too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, you know, I said to him from the morning, I said, now make sure you give me at least the 30 minute notice. Mm-hmm. You know, before mm-hmm. I don't expect me to come right when you call me because I am working <laughs> and I might be in the middle of something and I might have to wrap yeah. that up before I head out the door. Absolutely. So that's Absolutely. a great, great point yeah. that you bring up there. Yeah. And also to make it back to a connection that we talked about before, 
that's a lot of the frustrations that are going in the home that are so time consuming that can be worked out without wasting as much time in frustration if we just kind of learn some different tools and then respond in a different way. And then things can go so much smoother. So we have the time for those gems. Right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not this uh, battling going on. (laughs) Exactly. And then people get frustrated, which leads to arguments, leads to, you know, a lot of other stuff. Wasted days, wasted, yeah, heartache. Yeah. Then people get upset and then they have to, you know, maybe the children are going to get upset and they're going to go to their bedroom because they don't want to talk to you now. Exactly. Exactly. And we got to remember that teens have hormones going on, right? So yeah, build that into this whole yeah, thing too. Exactly. There's so I'm much thinking, to consider. I'm thinking parents may like be thinking, I think my teen's personality changes from year to year from 11 to, <laughs> to 918. <laughs> Probably. And there's actually a little note with the whole gems when a there, we might not have time to give our kids gems all the time whenever they come to us and that's okay. But when a teenager comes drop everything, cause those gem moments are going to be few and far between. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. So tell us um, what is important in your work with parents again um, with uh, positive living coaching. Yeah. Um, what is important for parents to know? So one of the, the biggest things is the kids learn not by what we say, but by what we model for them. And I think that this concept is out there on, on you know, that people understand that and they know it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to that day in and day out stuff that we do, we're just kind of living our life. And we're not really aware of some of the things that are happening, but kids, they see and hear everything. Even when we don't think that they're listening, they hear it all. They watch how we speak to ourselves. You know, if we, if we're criticizing ourselves, they learn to criticize themselves. They, if we're in a relationship that's healthy and wonderful, they will probably land in a relationship that's healthy and wonderful. If we're, you know, maybe a little bit too argumentative, a little bit too reactionary, you know, all of that stuff, how we react to stress, how we communicate, you know, all of those things. And it's, it's really good. Again, that self-awareness piece, Mm -hmm. self-awareness is 75% of the battle. The final 25% might not be easy, but at least we have a fighting chance by bringing that awareness onto things. Mm-hmm. And when we, if we stop and take that honest look about, you know, what we're doing, are we living a life of joy? Are we living a life that we want our children to have when they're adults? Mm-hmm. And if not, we're doing them a distra- uh, injustice and really we're doing ourselves an injustice because life is so short. Right. You know, life is short just as human beings life is short as far as our parenting journey you know all of that makes a difference so what are we modeling for them and to really gain that awareness shine that light on it and if needed make certain shifts and then that's going to be a win-win for everybody all right yeah and i I mean i understand parents are busy thus it it, you know it brings on stress of course and we all get stressed yeah i don't know anybody that doesn't get stressed (laughs) i call it finding the balance Mm -hmm. so the awareness is important because of course we're not asking parents to be 
perfect by any no, means. No one's you know, perfect. No such thing uh, is perfect, really. <laughs> of course, kids are going to do things that are going to set you off at some point. And, and once yeah. you know, I think, again, comes back to personalities, probably. You know the buttons that kids will try to push, right? Right. Um, then they get to know your personality. So yeah. then it's yeah. good, I guess, to do a little shift on them. So now you've kind of thrown them off balance a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of different tools along those lines too. There's something called the emotional bank account. And when our emotional bank account with our children are, is full, mm-hmm. then those times that we do freak out, they're minimal. You know, they realize life happens, things happen. It's when that's our normal way of being that it can cause, you know, then oh, my voice might not be important. She doesn't want to hear me. He doesn't want to hear me. All of those things. So it's, again, finding that balance, stuff's still going to happen. It's life. It's right. emotions. It's stress. It's right. schedules. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, finding that balance and, and hopefully leaning it more towards, um, you know, finding tools that work mm-hmm. to make it, you know, more joyous. And is that pretty much, is that, is there a simple answer to all of this then? So, yes. And, and part of it is what I just talked about with awareness, mm-hmm. you know, awareness really is 75% of the battle after we, you know, have that awareness, what we can look at is, okay, well, well, what do we want for our children's future? What do we want? them to have okay so where are we are where are we at now and then really identifying just what's in that gap so it's not easy it's not just tomorrow morning we're going to wake up and it's magic and it's going to be good but really identifying and gaining awareness on what that gap is then we can find the tools and find the ways and find the new approaches that can really make a, a positive impact with um your life my my um focus it's positive living coaching, creating happy homes. Because <laughs> yeah, it's yep. important. It's important. You, so clarify for our audience, do you work with the children, the parents, or both? So I mainly work with the parents. Okay. If it's something that in throughout, it, it would definitely be starting with the parents. Mm-hmm. But then it's really individualized beyond that. And if it's something that... Um, the child wants to come in the child, I would never force the, the child to come in, but if it's beneficial, mm-hmm. we can do um, either once there's some established um, work going on. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. think that would be a good thing as long as the parents are good with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's all individualized depending on, you know, what the wants and needs are. Mm-hmm. So very customized, very customized. Yeah. Because every, you know, even, if you have the exact same scenarios, all of a sudden those different personalities, everything, there's no cookie cutter way. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different problems out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's kind of like education and tutoring, you know, there's yeah. multiple problems going on that right. I could sit here and talk about just like I'm sure you could too. Um, yes. There's probably some top three or four, um, <laughs> I would think, but you know, mm-hmm. there's, uh, there's multiple. So uh, let our audience know how they can reach you. I I think you have a a complimentary session you'd like to offer. I do. Yes. I always start with a complimentary session just to see if my coaching program is the right fit for you. So you can go to my website. It's positivelivingcoaching.com. 
is positivelivingcoaching.com. And I have a contact section. And if you click on the contact section, then you'll see how you can schedule that complimentary session. Awesome. Yes. And that will all be an audience that will be in the notes for you to see. So you can click on the link and you won't have to worry about remembering it. But it is positivelivingcoaching.com and then the contact section. So I I added some things uh, to this season uh, of uh, Achieving Your Child's Potential podcast. And uh, one of them was I'm asking guests what their favorite quote is. Uh, So that is actually an easy one for me because this is this is what came up with me many years ago when I was 23 is really understanding that there is a quote, uh, Frederick, Frederick Douglass is the person who said this, but it's easier to build up a child than it is to repair an adult. (laughs) And that's (laughs) such, yeah, that's my, my message because we can give our children what they need to have their self-worth to build resiliency. And it's not about, um, permissive parenting and and just letting them have whatever they want. It's finding that balance and and giving them responsibilities, but really helping them build their self-worth, their self-reliance, their resiliency mm-hmm. to handle the things that the that life throws at them. Right. That that's yet to come. That's even more difficult. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And one other thing I'm asking my guests is what are you thankful for? Two things you are thankful for. Mm. Currently, <laughs> I, I am really thankful to be able to do this work. I feel like it's something that's that's needed. If we look at the, the way of the world right now, you know, there's so much positive, but there's a lot of negative. And the more that we can do to build our homes to be stronger and happier and, and healthier. And, you know, it starts it starts with us. Mm-hmm. So I'm so thankful that for that. I'm so thankful that, you know, I get to work with parents that really strive for the best with their children. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I know what you do is very much needed. And um, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing your knowledge and what you do with our parents, because I always say my favorite sentence is parents don't know what they don't know. And that's not to be an insult at all. all. Just so much stuff out there nowadays from when I even grew up and maybe when you grew up, Holly, um, that it's just, it can be totally overwhelming and you don't know which way to turn. So I like to be the person that's not only a tutoring company, but why I did my podcast in the first place is to provide tips, resources, and bring guests like yourself on to help parents see where they can go when they need help in their suffering because I hate to see people suffer. Absolutely. Me too. And I so appreciate the opportunity to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And I am happy to have you back anytime again. So um, everybody, I appreciate your time today and um, join us again next week as we have a different guest every, uh, every week that, um, and you can catch all my podcasts on my social media channels for Dynamis Learning Academy. And thank you and have a great day. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to Achieving Your Child's Potential podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Whenever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to Dynamis 
thelearningacademy.com slash podcast. You may also contact me if you need tutoring assistance for your child. I may be reached at helen at dynamuslearningacademy.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.